How's it going, everybody? Mike Whistler here with episode 14 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. And tonight we're going to be talking about masculinity, right? It's kind of a big topic. Um, Truth is, I'm almost a little intimidated to go here because people might mistake my intention. Now, my intention is not to um, defend what some might call the patriarchy. Um, that's by no means what I'm what I'm trying to get at here. What I'm trying to do is simply um, simply take a stab at defining what what are maybe some of the more honorable masculine traits that we as a culture have learned to value. Now I'm, I'm interested in this from sort of a, shall we say a biological point of view, you know, as I tend to, I I try to take things back to what, what is it in our evolutionary history, in our natural history that sort of made it, made it so made us so. And there is no ignoring the facts when it comes to the masculine and the feminine. Now, these are played out in the animal kingdom in many ways, not always exactly parallel to the way humans seem to play them out, but there is, there is some evolutionary and biological, shall we say, context to consider when it comes to concepts like masculinity and femininity. Now, I'm not even going to go down the hole of defining the feminine. Frankly, I don't think that's necessarily my place to try to do. But as a young man, shall we say, although I'm not sure if at 28 you're still allowed to use that that young part, you know, we're getting to the point where young man sounds like a nice way of saying teenager, but as a man, shall we say, self-defined, self, self-titled man, what are these masculine traits? And are they bad? Are they good? Are they neither? Are they both? I think it behooves any woman to ask themselves the same questions about femininity. But we both naturally inhabit the the you know the the characteristics of both at different times for different purposes so don't get me wrong i am not saying that i'm not interested in the feminine i'm just a bit underqualified to discuss that matter but the masculine you know this is something i've pondered for many years as a as a man and sort of what it means to be a good man, shall we say. And I think in many ways being a good man has a lot to do with being in touch with both the masculine and the feminine. But what about, what, what, what are these masculine traits, right? I mean, we all know about aggression and we know about the physical traits, you know, height, strength, these things, but that's not what, that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm, 
I'm more interested in the psychology. I'm more interested in sort of the instinctual nature of our masculine behavior, like aggression. I think aggression can be utilized, it can be weaponized, it can be it can be managed or it can be suppressed. You know, I'm not saying any of those is right or wrong. It depends on the moment, right? You know, when I was pondering what it means to be, shall we say, a man, a good man. Now this goes for all people, but I'm just speaking from my point of view here. So what does it take? It takes a certain degree of what I've come to know as chivalry or stoicism. I think these are two connected ideas. And they're both completely oversimplified by most people. When you say the word stoic or stoicism, people think that just means that you Hmm. Don't show weakness, don't show pain, that you're impervious, that you're, you know, shall we say, apathetic even. But that's so so not true. Stoicism, you know, it certainly has something to do with being in control of one's emotions, but it goes beyond that. Stoicism is... An old Greek concept, an old school of thought, school of philosophy, in which, above all, was, I believe, sort of a connection to the divine and using the intellect to, 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 to seek out truth. But it also taught about sort of how to behave. It taught about patience and never never coming to a conclusion too quickly and never never judging things without knowing the details and things of this nature. And <clears throat> it reminds me of American pragmatism in some ways in that, you know, what we always are searching for is something of value, something of truth, something tangible, something real, something we can use, something that makes us better. That's why I'm talking about stoicism. And the other part of that is, like I said, you know, chivalry. Now people think of this as opening the door, right? Getting getting the car door for the for the gal on your date. Be chivalrous. Well again, oversimplified, y'all. Chivalry is I liked I heard it said one time, I like this definition, it's doing what's right, when it's right, and for the right reasons. That is chivalry. Again, this is an idea that goes back not quite as long as as um, stoicism, but chivalry goes back as far as we know to the Middle Ages, right? The knights. There's a code of chivalry. And it's because we have a biological need to get along, everybody. You know, these days we're talking about toxic masculinity, right? And I believe that exists. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Again, I hope nobody mistakes what I'm trying to 
say misunderstands me i'm i'm simply you know when you talk about the these things you have to speak in generalities but i know that every person is different so i'm not trying to make any assumptions here but let me go on shall we so god damn this pc culture it gets you off your groove right why am i bothering with these qualifiers it's horseshit but anyhow I don't think I was being terribly chivalrous or stoic just now, see? Both of these require a certain amount of reflection and understanding the importance of your own words and understanding that if you speak too quickly, you say the wrong things sometimes. But to be a good man, is it's a valid question, guys. Again, like... We need it. We need it. We need it. We need true masculinity. We need chivalrous masculinity. We need stoic masculinity. And I believe these are these are traits that females can inhabit too. Anybody, you know. It depends on the moment, depends on the need. Anybody can be masculine, anybody can be feminine. It's best if you can be both, but what we must be is, is, is true, is true to ourselves in any given moment. Now, that, that, that requires some self-control. That's why I'm talking about these concepts. To be true, to be honorable, to be a good person. You know, we have to have a code, so to speak. That's why these words matter. It's because we are responsible for our actions, right? It's because when you do something, there's so often an unknown, uh, you know, an unintended consequence. And that's why we must consider our actions, and we must consider the past, and we must must have a framework, right? I don't think you can be a good man without a code. Truthfully, truthfully, maybe you can do it on pure instinct, but even then, you know, you have to know what is right and what is wrong. And sometimes that is not a simple question, right? Like the first time I had to put an animal down. It's not a fun story. I'm not going to go into the details, but when you see a bird that's been played with by a cat, to the point that that bird is never going to recover. It is genuinely fucked up. Fubar, as they say in the military. Fucked up beyond all recognition. You know, and that, that, that poor thing is just suffering. You all know what the right decision is. And frankly, that takes a little bit of masculinity to stomach and get it done. So many people in our modern existence have never had to deal with that. Or if they did, they simply called the authorities. Well, what if you live an hour away from town? You know? And even then, even if you are in town, say you, say you do see a wounded animal. Because it's not always out in the country where this stuff happens. One time I'm walking through the park and I see a completely jacked up squirrel. Again, I'm guessing... 
Well, that one probably more likely a hawk or something got that. I can't say for certain, but it was jacked up, still breathing. And you might think I should have taken it to the shelter and let them rehab it and let them, you know, mend it. But I can tell you these animals were beyond saving. And any amount of suffering that can be ended should be. If it's if it's not gonna if it's not gonna go any other direction than death, right? Now I know these are specific examples from my life, but this is the question at hand: is like, do we want do we want to expel the masculine from our culture? Because it seems, from where I'm sitting, that some people kind of do. I'm not going to sit and claim that there's a war on masculinity. I think that's getting a little overdramatic, frankly. You know, us men still have a hell of a lot of power in this world, so let's not get ahead of ourselves and act like we're under attack, right? But we do need to gain some respect, <clears throat> right? If 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 masculinity is losing respect in our culture, maybe it's because... We haven't been as good as we could have, you know. Maybe we haven't been teaching our our boys what they need to know. You know, I've heard about cultures where at a certain age, all the men of the tribe will will take a boy and raise him up into manhood. And it's usually not a pleasant experience for the boy. Sometimes it would require, you know, days of aloneness in the wilderness, right, to prove that you could survive, you know, maybe seven days alone. Others, you know, maybe there was some competition involved. But I I know that that is a healthier system, right? Than just letting boys grow up at their own pace. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't. I think you got to throw them in the fire. I don't know what's right for girls. Again, I, I won't speak to that. I'm probably going to lose a certain amount of people here. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, but I'm not going to beat around the bush, guys. The typical typical child falls into one of those categories, either a boy or a girl, and we have to know what's good for them and how to how to raise them to maturity, to adulthood and and understanding masculinity is important and ritualizing growth and and providing rites of passage into adulthood. These are the ways that we ask people to grow up. And currently none of it's really none of it's really being done. <clears throat> now I'm not gonna ramble on. Like I think I've almost said everything I need to say here. But am I wrong? Like, I just think in our culture that there will always be a need for sort of these qualities, these qualities of decisiveness, of in some in some regards, you know, being merciless when when you must. Or or is it to be merciful? You know, I I don't know all the answers, but I know that putting masculinity down is not the way to go like we need to raise it up we need to raise up the positive qualities you know drive and and 
the the desire to protect and to 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 provide and these are not bad things these are these are instinct right and they're not specific to the male gender again i will make that abundantly clear these this applies to all of us we have to understand the masculine energy we possess because if you suppress it or if you if you wield it without care you can become a real jerk trust me you know i've found out the hard way a couple times so i think that's it for now y'all i i wish you a, a very pleasant evening you know i hope that you all embrace those ideas of of stoicism of chivalry of doing what's right when it's right for the right reasons And with that, this has been episode 14 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. Mike Whistler, signing out.